Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is July 25th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. I know it has been a week. I was on vacation last week. Thank you all so much for allowing me to take that break. I'm excited to get back into this once again for the second half. We have about 10 and a half weeks left of the season. We got a lot of things we got to take care of. So, Yesterday, uh, Miles Michaelis went five innings, six hundred runs, seven hits, two walks, and four strikeouts. Not the Miles Michaelis that we know and love, but keep in mind it's about four Sierra and a two forty Babbitt and a strikeout rate south of twenty percent. The sub one WHIP isn't likely going to hold. I it's been a really nice first half. I'm not saying that Miles Michaelis yesterday is what we're going to see the rest of the way, but we are going to see more of those starts than we have in the first half. It's just not. A likely uh, possibility that Miles Michaelis is going to be a sub three ERA guy with the sub one whip again. You know that. You knew that. Still hold on to him. But yeah, that was a little bit of, I think, what's to come a little bit more often from Miles Michaelis. Nestor Cortez, seven strikeouts, zero runs, and six innings against the Orioles. You'll love to see it. Four seamers had 11 whiffs. Haven't seen that for a while. That's good. He gets the Royals. Sweet. Dylan Cease still has a high whip. Eight base runners in six innings. That's a 1 3 3 whip. It, like, it, it won't go away. But zero earned runs, you know, and four strikeouts. Really odd. Um, but, uh, yeah, all right, just keep starting Dylan Cease. But that whip, man, God, it's so frustrating. Uh, Carlos Carrasco against the the Padres. Sure, he had zero earned runs, but he also had eight base runners and just one strikeout and did not get a win in five innings. Blech. Fine. You just keep starting Carrasco. Uh, Joe Musgrove it was doing well, and then he allowed a uh, three-run shot to Pete Alonso in the sixth inning. Um, ended the game with 5.1 innings of 400 runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, and 4 Ks. His slider was off. Uh, 1 out of 23 whiffs is just not what we normally see. Whatever. You keep starting him. Uh, Reed Detmers, 5 innings, 0 runs, 3 hits, 2 walks, 6 Ks. I know there's a lot of discussion, I'm sure. But Reed Detmers right now, he went against Atlanta. I watched a lot of this one. His fastball is looking much better than it did before the minor leagues. Uh, I mean, I believe he's well, he has like a sub-2 ERA and a sub-1 whip and a near 30% strikeout rate in these three starts. I don't really like doing that. Uh, just because it's three outings, you know, oftentimes you have one that, uh, that generally pushes all the other ones up or, or pulls and pushes and pulls. You know, I understand what I mean. I'm, I'm not saying it well. What I'm trying to get at is too small of a sample to actually talk about it at a results level, but more so what are the pitches doing. And I think the slider still needs a little bit of work. It's good to see two things from it. A, better locations in general. Um, down in glove side, and B, he's throwing it more often. It's his primary secondary pitch, that is, he's throwing it more often than his curveball, while the curveball was the one that he heavily relied on before, but only returned 1 in 28 uh, whiffs here, and just an 18% CSW. I do wonder if that slider introduction is making his heater that much better, though, and that might be something to heavily consider. I think Reed Detmers is a spec add at this point. I'm not making him a probably start against the Rangers later this week. I'm going to have him as a questionable there. But I think he should be rostered at this point in 12-teamers just to see if he continues the development moving forward. 
Uh, Martin Perez against the Oakland Athletics. The guys of Vargas rolling against the Athletics. Yeah, right. Seven innings, one earned run, four, it's three walks and six Ks. The change of command is just that good. And it's just a question of, is he going to have the cutters and sinkers avoiding the heart of the plate and on the edges? He's doing that right now. Sonny Gray against the Tigers had a King Cole. It's against the Tigers, seven strikeouts, one and run, three base runners in six innings. The curve was really good. And the four-seamer uh, did a really good job of finding strikes. The slider wasn't that good, though. I'm a little skeptical of the four-seamer performing this well against the Padres next, but I think he's still starting for that. Drew Smiley had a great game. Six innings, one and run forward, zero walks and four cases. He put his curveball at the bottom of the zone and underneath it effectively. The sinker just kind of didn't get crushed, and that's cool. Thank you, Phillies, for that. But do not trust him against the Giants later this week. Jeffrey Springs went against the Royals. 4.1 innings, one and run, eight hits, zero walks and two cases. He just was not good. Command was not nearly as precise. Maybe this was just the, the time off that really affected him. He hasn't started since July 5th. He gets the Guardians next. I... I'm not so confident that he's back yet. No, that it's just going to be one start of this questionable start. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a bench, but he's not someone that I think, oh, yeah, got to get Springs in my lineup right now because I think he might need another start to get back on track. Corbin Martin is a thing again. As the, the Diamondbacks released Dallas Keuchel, and I made Corbin Martin a starter. Four innings, one and run for it. Five walks, one strikeout, 71 pitches. So he's going to get stretched out. Someone to keep an eye on an NL-only leagues. Obviously, in 12-teamers, we just don't touch this. But if he keeps getting more starts, um, I'm a little intrigued. Corbin Martin was an interesting guy for the Astros before being dealt in the Zach Greinke deal. Um, I think he's interesting. He had Tommy John, of course. Keep an eye on him. Fastball can be very good. Chris Bubich did well despite not being good Chris Bubich. Seven innings, two runs, four hits, three walks, four Ks, seven was 22% CSW. The fastball velocity was about 91 and 90, 92 and up. The, the changeup, all speaking of up, was up and not down. I really don't think this is Chris Bubich breaking out. I think this is more of the Rays just not being good. Sandy Alcantara, ace is going to ace 10 strikeouts in six innings. Only six innings, I know. He's amazing. Um, 99 average velocity on the four-seamer is incredible. Average. Uh, Ross Stripling had a really weird start against the Red Sox. The Red Sox are not what they used to be right now. J.D. Martinez is banged up. Rafael Devers is out of the lineup. Four innings, two earned runs, five hits, one walk, and one strikeout from Stripling. 16% CSW on the plus changeup. Only two whiffs overall. Huh. He gets the Tigers next, so that should be all right. Uh, Framber Valdez, essentially a, a very poor quality start, but it was 6.2 innings instead of six. But three and runs, nine uh, base runners, but eight strikeouts, 17 whiffs against the Mariners. You keep going. That's great. Here in the gallows poll in this one. Uh, Tyler Malley against the Cardinals. Six innings, three and runs, two hits, three walks, five Ks. Glad to see the good whip there. ERA not so much. But he did this at home. He did it at home. He survived. Uh, he didn't get many whiffs on his fa- non-fastballs, but four-seamers were good enough. Everything is okay. Uh, Mitch Keller against the Marlins. Six innings, three and runs, five at zero walks, seven strikeouts. Solid to see that. That's cool. That's three straight productive starts from Mitch Keller. He barely touched the zone with his four-seamer, and I don't really think that the whole thing works that well. He gets the fills next. They're not doing that great, so maybe it can work. Ugh, I don't really want to lean on Mitch Keller. Eric Fetty, don't trust the feds. Ronnie Garcia, no way, because the Twins, absolutely not. Um, Alex Cobb went against the Dodgers. Whatever. We don't really, really want to start Alex Cobb against I guess Cubs next. That'll be fine. Four innings, four earned runs, 5.2 innings, 10 base runners, no thanks. Dean Kramer against the Yankees, same idea, but hey, six base runners and 5.1 innings, four and runs, six Ks. He doesn't really quite 
Uh, past the grade is what I said, which is hilarious. Um, the fastball was good. Uh, and the fastball, you know, it's good to see that he has something working for him. Back in the day when I liked Kramer, it was fastball and cutter working and also curveball for whiffs. It's good to see at least one thing working, though. Um, maybe he does do well moving forward. He's just a rare streamer to me. Uh, Bailey Falter against the Cubs. No, thank you. I uh, clean Kershaw. Tatiaga just didn't do well against the Giants. But he still had an elite slider and fastball. just didn't work out, really. Third game above, two earned runs all season, so whatever. Eric Lauer is a cherry bomb. 4.1 innings, four earned runs, six hits, three walks, three Ks, four whiffs, 24% CSW. This is against Rocky Road. Um, you know, I guess the Red Sox next. Like, I understand he could do well there. It's just a cherry bomb situation, and you don't need to hold on to Eric Lauer if you don't. You know, if you have other good starters and stuff, you don't need to get that extra one with Eric Lauer. Brian Bayo, no thanks against the Jays. One out of 34 whips on the 96 mile per hour heater. I think tells you all you need to know. Chad Cole, absolutely not. Shane Bieber against the White Sox. Six innings of six earned runs, eight hits, one walk, and four Ks. I think the slider got a lot of whiffs, but it also got honging, and the heater um, got hit around as it's about 91 and change. I don't think this was the start of like, oh my gosh, this is the regression I've been talking about. You know, it'd be nice if he throws harder than uh, than 91.4 and more like 93, 94, and all of a sudden he can avoid these kind of starts. But fine, he gets the Rays and Diamondbacks next. He should be absolutely fine. Don't really worry about this. Robbie Ray was really weird. I'm just calling it an off day. He had some bad luck, but he also put himself in the situation to have bad luck against the Astros. Three innings of 600 runs, 10 hits, zero walks, one strikeout. He didn't get a single whiff on a slider, which is so weird to see. I think we just kind of shrugged this one off. Ian Anderson is a piece. Poor execution, awesome stuff. Three innings, seven earned runs, eight hits, three walks, two Ks. He might be off the list. He might not. This is against the Angels. He's just a cherry bomb. And Paul Blackburn against the Rangers. I mean, that's three straight terrible starts of at least five earned runs. You should probably move on from Paul Blackburn at this point. 4.1 innings, 10 earned runs, 10 hits, two walks, and five Ks against the Rangers. Looking forward to today. You can check out all of the streaming rankers of, ranking, rankings of today and tomorrow on the site every morning. Excuse me. Um, for today, it's Max Fried and Tony Gonsolin at the top. Sean Manaya against the Tigers. Keep in mind, they're the worst offense against right-handers, not against left-handers. They're... 20th in the majors, but still not the worst. Uh, Corey Kluber and Noah Syndergaard get good matchups against the Orioles and, and Royals, respectively. In the questionable start tier, Jake Odorizzi leads the way against the Athletics. He's rostered about 30% of the league, so you might be able to stream him. I would do that one. Good win chance, and he's this is the third straight start against the Athletics. The last one wasn't as good, but he should be helpful, I imagine. Hopefully, uh, Aaron Ashby and Nick Lodolo are both streaming options. I'm going with Ashby against Rocky Road. You could go with Nick Lodolo against the Marlins. Both are not necessarily in their best spot, but Aaron Ashby ignored the two innings thing. That was just really, or one inning thing. It was a bullpen that happened to be in the game. I think as a starter, he should get 80 pitches. Should be fine against Rocky Road. Nick Lodolo against the Miami Marlins could go well. As In addition to that, I could go well, could do well as well. Zach Greinke against the Angels. It's against the Angels. Zach Greinke could go six innings and that could be all right. In the do not start tier, we have a lot of them. Coffee Cakes, JT Brubaker against the Cubs. He is two back and forth and I don't really love chasing his ceiling. Trevor Rogers against the Reds. We just really haven't seen it from him. Jacob Junis could do well against the Diamondbacks, but he was shaky in his last um, outing and I don't really love this. Nick Pavetta we're giving up on. Chris Flexen against the Rangers. Rangers are heating up. Zach Plesak could do decently well. Like, against the Red Sox, Endeavors now being out, 
and uh, JD Martinez being banged up. But Plesak is still risky every time. Glenn Otto against the Mariners, Ranger Suarez, etc. Uh, Adrian Sampson, I don't really want to take that chance against Pittsburgh. Uh, Tyler Gilbert, also both. Uh, Paulo Spino, maybe against the Dodgers, but not really. Uh, Kyle Freeland, Drew Hutchison, and Adam Aller. Now, today is list day. So that means I look at the list and I tell you what changes I'm going to be making. Not too many, honestly, because it's only been a couple days. I am going to be putting Cole underneath Max Scherzer. Uh, he's going to be five as opposed to three with Sandy Alcantara as four. Max, uh, sorry, as three, Scherzer as four, and Cole at five. I don't feel like I'm ready to put Zach Wheeler quite ahead Garrett Cole, but they're pretty much neck and neck. Um, in tier two, nothing's really changing. I don't think there's not really anything to, to lean on there. Um, maybe tier, th- uh, Brandon Woodruff does go into tier two, and that's it. You know? Um, in tier three, everything stays the same. Yeah, stays the same. Uh, in tier four, I don't really think I'm changing anything. Maybe Chris Bassett goes above Frankie Montes, but that's it. Um, Charlie, in tier five, you got Morden Rank, Giolito. I mean, Giolito, I think, needs to come down. Uh, he's still just been such a disappointment. Um, tier six, I might be pushing Nestor Cortez back up after that last start, but that's about it. Nathan Valdi needs to fall considering the drop in velocity. Tier 7 kind of sticks as it is with Walker, Michaelis, Anderson, Gallon. I might put Gallon above Michaelis um, right now. Uh, but Tier 8 is where you'll probably see Giolito with Lance Lynn, Clevenger, Javier, Sandoval, etc. Yeah, I'd probably leave this as it is because they haven't really done much. Um, tier 9... Scoobler, Keedy, Wood, Carrasco, Wainwright, Stroman, Manaya, Gray. Yeah, I just, it seems right. Maybe I pull down Wainwright uh, and Carrasco. Maybe. Um, it's really like the Toby tier and stuff. And really, Merrill Kelly and Adam Wainwright shouldn't be so far apart. Tier 10 uh, is very interesting. I got to remove Max Meyer. Um, Lauer, I think, goes underneath like Corey Klub or Martin Perez. Martin Perez should be with, um, at the very least, in tier 9. I had him down too low last week, um, but we'll see. I Tier 12, I mean, really, Reed Detmers goes into that Tier 10 that he is right now. Ian Anderson falls down. Patino is removed. Really not much, though, guys, today, because I can't really be actionable after three games, right? Or three and a half days worth of games. Uh, Braxton Garrett at least moves up a little bit. Um, I think I don't think I was as high as I should have been. Matt's gets removed. But yeah, I mean, nah, maybe Braxton, Braxton Garrett hasn't done anything. Actually, maybe he does stick around exactly where he is. Um, but yeah, not much else, guys. Uh, so anyway, that is it. Um, thank you so much for supporting what we do uh, with PO+. Plus. Uh, it's good to be back doing these podcasts. I'll be doing them for the next 10 and a half weeks, so... Make sure you tune in uh, for that and keep your PO Plus subscription. But that's it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.